Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the rating. Why are you raising your hand for it? Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pic. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to her. <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat all. Welcome to a very, very special edition of the Talking Small Podcast. Just me and Al rolling tonight. They're all special episodes. They, they are good. We got Chef Pringles with me. This is your boy, the White Mystical. Oh, man. I, I had wrote, written a bunch of notes, and I don't know if they ever saved. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, hopefully I'll remember most of what I wrote. Don't matter. All right. So I think the big, the big, big topic of this podcast is Al went on a Tinder date. I finally did it. I'm making good on my New Year's resolutions, as you heard in the last episode. Uh, I got a Tinder date with some girl named Lauren who looked pretty decent from the pictures. I'm excited. Yeah, so uh, we. Uh, she asked me for my number, said, oh, when am I going to get to see you? The only uh, time I had was like Thursday night, right before I was about to fly to Maryland for my cousin's wedding at like 8.40 in the morning. So uh, I drafted to New Orleans after work, run a little wait late. I'm not that nervous for some reason. It's probably like my first date, real date ever. Wasn't that nervous. I was going into it, low expectations, you know, whatever. But I got stuck in traffic like two times. I gave her the heads up. And uh, so I was there a little late. So when I was there, she was she, she was already like sitting down at the bar at this place. Okay, so she was going to meet you at the bar, or y'all had reservations, or what, what was going on? This place doesn't take reservations. The name of this place was uh, Treo in Mid-City. She, she, she said she lived in Mid-City, and she was like, well, you know, you live there. I was like, well, you live there, you know, what place you want to hit up? Because I might not know any of that stuff. And uh, so she, she was like, oh, blah, 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 whatever. So I go, what, what about... uh?" eating that kebab and then going across the street to Cajuns. Kebab is some, like, Mediterranean place. That's pretty good. Chris, don't whip out your dick in here. Uh, and then across the street is this karaoke bar called Cajuns that's kind of grungy, but it's, you know, we've been there a few times. Just people go sing karaoke there. Okay. She goes, I can't go to Cajuns. I'm like, whoa. I figured she what she's gotten kicked out she's got an ex-boyfriend who works there you're thinking there's a good story coming yeah but i don't want to ask her i think maybe i'll ask her on the date go well why you get kicked out of cajuns or whatever well um so i meet her there she's already sitting at the bar she's like wearing all black she kind of turns at me but she doesn't look quite like her tinder picture so i'm like is this really her well there's not really that many people in there so like good or bad, not look like her. Like it like, wasn't like even bad. Quite. Like, do you remember what she Yo, looks I'm, like? From I'm the picture? well aware. Okay, I talked about her cheekbones last episode. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 
yeah, well, I get there and she's like a lot paler. She's like pale with like kind of freckles. Okay, that that could still that could still work. She looked kind of a tan from her pictures, though. I was picturing more of Italian and less Irish. Yeah, but or German. You know, the a little bit paler with freckles. I'm still picturing a, a, a broad that can get it as long as you're coming in. She's not like plump or something. Or I mean, she's a little plump, but she looked a little plump from the pictures. Okay, not, not in a bad way, just a little thick. So, uh, so I like she doesn't like get up to give me a hug or say like what's up or whatever. So I just like sit down at the bar and almost immediately like this dude comes up he goes oh you know he starts speaking in some accent at first i think he's kind of italian he doesn't work there this is some other guy at the bar he's he's talking to you or he's talking to her both okay so random guy at the bar is it like crowded or is it just you two uh it's not that crowded there's a couple people at the side tables and there's like Four or five people on the bar. It's not that crowded for the space. Okay, so this guy walks up. So y'all are basically alone. So he he just comes protruding in, speaking accents. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, this your date or something like this. Apparently, this guy had already come up to the girl I was waiting to see and had been like, oh, what are you doing all alone? And she's like, oh, I'm waiting for a date. So so this dude knew I was coming. And I got there, started talking to her a little bit, and then this dude butts in. Well, of course, she, you know, they might even have worked out an agreement where she was like, "Okay, I might be bout it, bout it, but I got this this date coming. I want to see what he looks like. Just come up, and you know, in, interact. You know, a couple minutes in, and I'll give you the yay or nay. Might have to, you know, call an audible on this. Yeah, well, so this dude like kind of butts in. He asked me what my name is. He asked her what her Did name is. Did you give is. her a real name? Yeah, I gave her gave him a real name. Oh, man. I go, oh, I'm Alex, whatever. He's like, oh, I'm Juan. I go, <laughs> okay. Guess this dude's Spanish. So, he goes away. We go back to talking or whatever. Uh, she takes a while to order, take a while to order our food. Just, you know, what you know, what do you do, all this shit. Y'all are eating at the bar. Yeah. Okay. So. That's not the most intimate first date. I mean, there's no hostess or anything. It's not like she's going to walk you to her tables or anything. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It takes the pressure off of you. you got the bartender you can interact with. There's, like, probably others around. So it's probably a more laid back. And it just, I hadn't been in the dating pool in a while, so I don't know how this new stuff works. I don't know if this chick did either, but uh, she... And I've noticed right off the bat, like she's twitchy, like she's got little Toretti going on. She's got, it's it's not good people. I'm not getting good vibes. But like she's got eyebrows going, or she's like cursing, or she's yeah, just she's, like. Well, she's not cursing. She's like blinking in in, in weird ways and opening her eyes like a hundred percent and shit. Like she's not like a, a smooth person. It, I can't tell if it was okay. I can't tell if it was because she was nervous, whatever. So we're talking, kind of order our food or whatever. Guess who pops in? Juan. Fuck yeah, Juan's back. Juan has a glass of vermouth, asks us if we drink. This chick had already told me she didn't drink, but this guy's asking her, oh, you want to, you know, try this or whatever. So hold on. Your first date on Tinder is with a girl eating at a bar who doesn't drink. It's a restaurant slash bar, dude. It's not like fucking... Yeah, but you could have got a table. 
Maybe she's blinking because there's alcohol around. Maybe she's got fucking alcohol. She's the one who sat next to the bar. If she wanted to get a fucking table. That's because you were fucking late, gentlemen. So she definitely should have had a table by then. Oh, that's garbage. She seemed relaxed at the table, bro. She had already ordered a uh, non-alcoholic drink. Like, she seemed fine. (laughs) She was, like, on her third O'Doul's. Until Juan. No, she was drinking some. She goes, just make me something good that's not doesn't have alcohol in it, which that's a bad sign. You got to know what you're getting, man. Yeah. So at this point, you haven't ran out on the date. You got Tourette's, doesn't drink, and this Juan's hovering around. All right, so Juan hovers back in. He's got this glass of vermouth, and vermouth I know is like a mixer. Like, you mix it with stuff, whatever. He comes up, oh, try this vermouth cheese. He goes, oh, I don't drink, so I, I go, I'll take it. What? You're and drinking out of Juan? He might be fucking putting a goddamn sedative in there to knock you out so he can take care of business. Hey, whatever. I So I already ordered double vodka. Had it. was drinking that. This, uh, he hands me the vermouth. I get the whole glass and he's like, he's going into this whole spiel. Like he knows what he's talking about. Drinks. This is an aperitif. This gets the appetite ready, uh, to taste the meal. Opened up your, you know, senses, whatever. So I'm like, all right, whatever, dude, free drink. Let's get it. So I, (laughs) so I'm drinking that. I'm drinking this. I'm talking to her bullshitting. I found out her, I asked her what her majors or what she was doing in school or whatever. And she was like, uh, I'm not in school right now. I work at a boutique selling old lady overpriced clothing and bragged about being really good at it. Okay. Uh, that doesn't interest me at all because I can't get an employee discount that I really want to use. So her first major when she was at LSU was... More- shout out to Bob back at Pita Pit. Yeah, we're going to use that, Bobby. <laughs> and shout out to Chris for uh, getting his internship. Don't get fired. That's the one rule. Don't get fired. All right, anyway, back to it. Dude, I've just been into suits lately. I can see Chris in suits. That'd be, that'd be good people, Chris what, in suits. Is there all bad actors? No, no. <laughs> I'm just thinking of lawyers that uh, they, they got the good vibe. They, they want to wear nice suits. They think they're trendy. Oh. I, think, I think Chris so you think So you think Chris is more of a suits guy than a Franklin and Bash guy? Uh, yeah, no, he definitely would be more suits. Franklin and Bash are kind of over the top. So they know more, the law, so but they're too Fra- party. You're more Franklin and Bash. Oh. He's more suits. Oh, yeah, he's definitely more suits. I'm surprised he said he couldn't dip his toe into both ponds over here. All right. There's some hot chicks in suits, so I mean, hotter than Franklin and Bash, and that's that's saying something. Yeah, look out later for a suits pod, apparently. Hey, if anybody out there wants to talk <laughs> you know, suits, I'm at 10 episodes into season one. I'm going for it. You know Joe will watch the entire season. Uh, Craig Craig watches Suits. He talked to me about tonight. So, oh, yeah, Suits is a good thing. I missed the last season, though. Oh, God. Been... All right, back to your date. No okay, more so, talk. so this chick is paler than I thought. She has a couple tattoos. And her major, when she went to school, her first major Wait, was. Wait, you, de- you didn't describe her tattoos yet. Well, they're all on her legs. I just seen them from Tinder. She was wearing kind of like a long, full-length dress, so I didn't see any tats. Was she wearing underwear? I assume so. Wait for later in the story. Uh, So her first major was mortuary sciences. I go, that's a thing? And then I go, oh, uh, so you're like studying to be like the dad on my girl, the movie My Girl, which is the movie with Macaulay Culkin and some blonde chick who ended up being the chicken. Yeah, he gets stung by the bees and dies. And her dad is like the uh, spoiler alert after the fact. I mean, it happens right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so mortuary sciences. Then she said she switched her major to psychology, and now she's back to more, more mortuary sciences, but she's taking a semester off. 
I, that's like a really morbid major, man. I, I don't want to. I don't want to study dead people or how people die or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, we get into talking to that like later in the date, and I'm like, "Have you ever seen a dead body, like or like somebody dead?" She's like, "Well, you know, there there was like a you know cadaver when we were in class one time, and they like uh, sawed the guy's head off in front of me. I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Like that's great too dinner much. conversation. This is this was after dinner, but I just jumped ahead a oh, little. Oh well, that gets the mood going. All right, keep going. All right, so she we order food. She doesn't know what two things in the dish she ordered, so I'm telling her, just ask the bartender. It's not a big deal. She's like, I'm just going to get it or whatever, so gets it. And then uh, her food comes way before mine, and I tell her, you know, start eating or whatever. Doesn't take her very long. She starts eating. Juan comes back over. Juan's opened a bottle of wine saying it's from Edna, Italy. Very good stuff. This is a red wine. She doesn't drink, so... Of course, I'm taking it. So I'm I'm drinking right. the vermouth. All right. I just want to point something out here. Juan's bringing back alcohol to a table where he knows the chick. It's not chick, a table. Remember, we're okay, at the bar. At the bar to where he knows the chick doesn't drink alcohol and knows that you will share alcohol with him. So basically, this dude's bringing you a drink. Yeah. I think he may have been trying to get me drunk because the whole time he's hitting on her, as well, he's like he's complimenting her the weirdest compliments I've ever heard. Like, like what examples? He, he called he called her beautiful a couple times, and when he went back, she goes, "Yeah, he was, you know, tells me he was hitting on me before or whatever." And then he comes back, and goes, "Oh, I like your elbows." Have right. you ever complimented a woman on her elbows? That's like a cr- no. criticism on the like internet when they're making fun of a really hot chick. They're like, "Oh, she has pointy elbows." I wouldn't date her. Like, who gives a fuck about elbows? Yeah, I mean. Maybe she's got a nice elbows dance, and I would uh, compliment that if I saw it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going up to a chick and be like, "Yo, girl, nice fucking elbows." Yeah. So he gives me that wine. Uh, my, oh no, no. Before that, he had uh, given me a white wine and goes, "We're thinking of pairing this. We're thinking of pairing this with a pork. What do you think about it?" Like he's asking for my advice. He's asking for my advice of what to pair a pork with. I'm like, dude, I'm just a regular guy, like whatever. Apparently, Juan is there scouting this location for. He works for this company. Um, where's my wallet? Yeah, go grab my wallet over there. It's got his business card in there. This dude gave you his business card. Yeah, so he's he's giving getting my opinion on what to pair this. Uh, what to pair this wine with because they're going to be serving pork. I drink it. I go, that's a little sugary. He's like, that's what I thought. That's what I thought or whatever. So then uh, I get my food. We keep eating or whatever. She's all creeped out. Juan's making her very nervous. He's calling everybody Poppy. Oh, Poppy. Oh, you're going to like, you're going to enjoy this, Poppy. How old is this guy? He's an older dude, but he's tan. I learned he was a, like I learned he was 52. Uh, you know, his name is Juan Ernesto Hernandez. That's a great name. He lives in Miami and he works for Domain Select States and he's scouting this location cuz on July 30 31st he's going to be his company is going to be throwing this thing called Tales of the Cocktail. He's like they pair the cocktail with the food it, t- it tells a story. It tells a story. So he's like getting my advice on what he should be pairing with this thing, with this shit. And I think he's getting like all this stuff he's trying is on his fucking company. So 
if you know, as an executive producer as myself, I'm putting that hat on all of a sudden. Are we live podding this event? Because it sounds like we got to end with Juan. You got his business card. This dude's doing pairing and daring with these cocktails and food. What do you mean live podding? We want a live pod with Juan about tales of the cocktails. Yeah, I'm not. Tales of cocktails with Juan. His company's paying. We're there. I, I mean, look, yeah, he's clearly hitting on you, so I'm good with it. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. You're saying let's live pod from Tales with the Cocktails. Yeah, how'd you not get that quicker? Oh, I thought you wanted to have a pod with Juan, talk, and he was going to hype up Tales with the Cocktails, and then we could no. also... Okay. No, fuck that. We're the ones that need to get the pub. Okay, well... So, Juan ain't getting shit. So this is what he's doing. And then we go... Uh, so Juan, Juan leaves again. We finish our food. We're talking for a little bit. And there's like an art gallery upstairs. And uh, well, she's like, oh, let's go outside or whatever. So we go out to this nice little picnic area. There's nobody there. There's a bunch of tables. Nice little suite set up. And uh, apparently she's got got to smoke a cig. Oh, so now you're more attracted to her. So she she smokes some Paul Malls. <laughs> I bum one off of her. And then... Uh, and then guess who comes out? Juan with another bottle of wine going, do you mind if we join you? Juan is with this bald dude from Italy named... You got another business card? Named uh, Leonardo Vina. All right, let me see this. Apparently, this Italian guy owns this brand of liquor called Luca- uh, Luciano... Lucano? It's called Amaro Lucano, and it's this uh, bitters. It's this bitters. It's 28% booze. It's like a mixer with things. It's from this small town in Italy, and it's five generations, and, and Juan is the next heir to it. He's like 32, and he still doesn't have the recipe. His family won't give him the recipe. It's like bush baked beans. I'm starting to change my mind. Maybe I just want Juan on the pod. Sounds like this guy's going to have advertising money in the future. Yeah. Does it have his Twitter uh, Twitter on there? We'll follow him on Twitter and we'll send it to him. Uh, Modern business cards need to have your Twitter account on there. I'm just throwing this out there. There's some bullshit if you don't put your Twitter account on your modern, modern business card, especially if you're a boss like Juan. Yeah. Uh, Juan does not have his Twitter on here. Well, I bet we can find him on Domain Selects. So basically, Juan, uh, Leo, Leonardo... And the girl uh, who's the manager of this trail restaurant all come out and sit at the table and basically crash the date. Juan's over here telling my girl she has a beautiful forehead now. And all right. And keeps calling me Poppy. And he goes, he keeps asking me questions and shit. And I guess I'm answering him right and just making fun of him. He's giving me high fives going, Alex is a champion. He's a champion. And he, he at some point he says and he says two he goes in Miami we say two things, we say champion and we say monster. <laughs> and I'm just like Jesus Christ, this dude is a fucking trip, and he's making this chick embarrassed. But this date, I mean, it's kind of boring to begin with. So this just yeah. So basically, I, you and Juan are on the date now. Yeah. This no, we're on a, like a group date with five people, and Juan is acting like the old dad hitting on the hitting on the chick. 
And, okay. and he knows uh, uh, they're flying out tomorrow. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm flying out tomorrow, too. Juan, Juan lays out this whole scenario where he goes, oh, I hope your plane crash. You go into the ocean, shark eat you. I go, do you just say you wanted me to fucking die tomorrow? And he's like, oh, yeah, but I want to go out with Lauren, you know, giving her the fucking eyes and shit. And I'm like, this dude's a fucking trip. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So how'd the date end? Is there is there more to this, or did you and her just shook hands and left after Juan uh, well, crashed your date? Well, Juan gets out another bottle of this uh, wine from Italy, and then he goes, I can't believe you guys don't have champagne. What is this champagne? Because he wanted to get a bottle of champagne. Well, the manager goes back and pulls out this bottle of fucking rosé. So we kill a bottle of wine, the fucking rosé, smoke a couple more cigs as wine's just talking shit. Oh, and he also says he's making fun of Leo for being a virgin. <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so then uh, Juan wants to, like, go out. And he wants to go bar hop, and he wants everybody to come with him. And we're all like, eh, nah, we're good. You know, we don't really want to do that, whatever. Your date hasn't left by now. You're down all this booze. You're this this guy's annoying everybody, it sounds like. He's not that annoying though. He's annoying, but he's entertaining too. So uh we down those bottles of booze. He's wanting to go out um somewhere else, and everyone's like everyone's like, nah, uh, we're not gonna go out or whatever. So those two guys leave. The manager of this bar, who they're, they've been talking about Tinder together, uh, about being on Tinder and getting dick pics. Have you ever heard of a dude sending a dick pic from underneath his fucking dick and balls? He's, he's basically uh, sexting a mangina. He's like shooting the underside of his dick. Apparently both of these chicks have gotten dick pics like that. That's that's weird. Um, but maybe that's his best angle. You you know how bad is your how bad is your angle game of the underneath side of your dick is your best angle? Like it's an angle that I haven't seen in myself very often. So maybe it's good angle on people. I'm guessing not. Maybe these are veterans of the dick pic game that just get bored and have to send angles. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We need Sager for we, this. We need to send one to Haley. See what she thinks since she had never got one before. Yeah. So, they end up leaving. The those two dudes end up leaving. The manager of that bar, as when they leave, go when when Leo comes back in July, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of him. Like she wanted to fuck this Italian dude. It's pretty funny. And then, uh, so me and this other chick go back to the bar, talk a little bit more. I drink like a water or two. It's probably like eleven thirty, eleven forty five at this time. And then I just, like, walk her out to her car. She just, like, doesn't even turn around or anything. She just, like, gets in her car and just drives off. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. Let me go hit up Karuski. Okay. So then I drive 10 minutes to Karuski's house. We both get there at, like, the same exact time. So he's, he's just, just getting off of work. He's just getting off of work. And, uh, and we go to his house. I drink a beer, we get a little fucked up, and apparently one of his co-workers is, uh, is going out, so I'm pretty fucked up, I'm feeling good, I'm petting Krusky's cat, only pussy I get of the night, and, uh, and we, we go to this 
Cajun's place. The place she said. Oh, the karaoke bar. The karaoke bar that this chick said she could not go to. Would that be hilarious if you walked in and she's just on stage singing like some Celine Dion or some bullshit? It would be. I was just thinking this is fucking ironic. We go there because it's Krusky's, Krusky's co-worker's birthday. She's got some friends over there. So we get there and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good, but I'm pretty fucked up. Like Juan has plastered me with a bunch of booze. Just got a little bit more uh, lifted at Kruski's house, so I'm I'm feeling it pretty good. And then Kruski's like coworker, I can tell she's like kind of like staring at me. She's just like making me feel uncomfortable. So I kind of give like Kruski and this chick her space. Kruski's got a little history with this chick, so I'm just trying to give him a little space. I go out to the back. Her friends are fucking lame. So, uh, why don't you just get up there and sing some karaoke? Like, let, let God, I just want the story to be more interesting at the end of it. Like, you're up there singing some karaoke bullshit, or you're seeing somebody with karaoke, or you just, I don't know, you get butt ass naked. Like, something's gotta happen. There's always here. too much of a fucking line in the karaoke place. Like, no one ever fucking gets on. Some people are up there. <laughs> I mean, how do they get up there? I don't know. They must get fucking early, they must pull their deli tabs and just get in there early so i'm giving kruski in this chicker space but every time i go back in there it's fucking weird she's staring at me whatever so i'm just chilling outside by myself most of the time i come in go by the cigarette machine for a second there's this old janky like 50 year old chick who's struggling she's got like a handful of change she's got all these quarters and she's like shit she's got like the meth shakes or whatever she's pretty nasty looking but I go over there and go, oh, you need some help or whatever. I, like, prop my arm up like it's a, a waiter dining at a restaurant. And she, like, grabs my arm, uses that something to steady herself, and just, like, slotting quarters into the fucking SIG machine. And I'm just, like, chopping it up with her. So instead of helping this lady and taking the quarters and putting them in for her, you just let her hold your arm while That's what she wanted it? me to do, dude. So that's what I did. It was, it was pretty funny. And then so, you know. Be be a gentleman. I bummed the cig off her, went and smoked <laughs> that outside. <laughs> and then, so towards the end of the night, we're just kind of in there. Go smoke free, Louisiana. This person, this dude's getting on stage. He's singing Linkin Park, One Step Closer, as hard as he's ever sung in his fucking life. He's going balls to the wall. See, this guy sounds like fun. I'd rather hang out with this guy so far, even though Linkin Park's pretty lame. <laughs> so, if you don't know about the song, he's just it's just one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break, and it's fucking awful. And at the end, at the end, this dude goes into the shut up chorus of this fucking song. He's going so fucking hard, and it is the worst thing ever. So then, me and Kruski got to get out of there. We end up leaving. I go back to uh, Kruski's house, and I'm like, I got I to gotta fly out in the morning, but my dad's expecting me at my house. So it's like 3 in the morning. I drive all the way to Slidell, go to bed at like I text the girl saying, well, tonight was interesting with all the fucking, you know, people and all that shit. And I just sent her, like, hope you have fun or whatever. Knowing I'd never fucking hear back from this chick. Did she respond? Never responded. I sent her a text today right before the podcast. And uh, I said, uh, I said, LOL, guess not, at like like two hours ago. And, I, and still haven't heard from her. 
So I went to bed at like four in the morning and I got up at five fifty to catch my fucking flight with my dad. It was fucking miserable. And Milos, with the conclusion of that story, plays out with some beats. No pussy. Those are some pretty great beats, dude. <laughs> um, as always. So, the uh, the talking small podcast guest Danielle, my sister, graduated from college this past weekend. We uh, we definitely were uh, surprised. She was on that six year plan. Six? I thought she was at seven. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's about six. And. Um, What's her major? What's she graduating in? A little ISDS, which I didn't know what it stood for until they actually read it out at the uh, ceremony, which stands for Information Dis- Systems and Decision Sciences. Oh, so your sister's practically a scientist now. Yeah, computer scientist, even oh, though she, she's not the best at operating computers. Um, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, she, she is good on Twitter, though. We'll give her that. She's got a lot of followers. Good by relative standards. She got some, she got some followers, um. So we uh we go to her graduation right now in the car. It's myself, dad, mom, and grandma. I uh, I started drinking some Crown and ginger ale early. Who's driving? Dad, nice. I'm in the I'm I'm shooting shotgun with a highball in my hand, just pounding it. Living it. The only way to go through graduation, hammered. I got a flask in my uh, jacket, ready to roll. Crown on deck, locked and loaded. I'm uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I had a crown snuck in at my graduation. I was drinking it on the floor, of the uh, Maddox Field House, and uh, I brought it to Danielle's graduation, which was in the PMAC at the great LSU. Uh, College, <laughs> Pete Maravich Assembly Center, for all you at at home that doesn't know what PMAC is. So you're getting a lot of acronyms tonight. You're getting some ISDS. You're getting a little PMAC. And hey, what do you know? We have a sponsor back, DraftKings, two hundred dollar first match, and we're going back to our first code word A N A L. All the acronyms, all the time. All right, how many people are in the PMAC? For this graduation, like how long are you gonna have to be sitting through this shit? Uh, it, it's it's a while. It's probably like four hundred people graduating, something like that. Damn. Um. So I'm up in the I'm up in the PMAC, and I, you know we go sit down in, in the top, and I look over, and it, Dad was or Mom was giving me shit for sneaking booze in, like ooh they're gonna catch you, and like fucking no one's gonna watch. Your dad was probably jealous. He wasn't mad that you were gonna get caught. Uh, he he wouldn't take any sips. I think he was driving. He wanted to set a good example for his daughter. Um, <laughs> so, so we're up top and I look over and the guy across the aisle from me brought in a tall boy and sitting there <laughs> was sipping it and not, not in the bag or anything. He just fucking had it. He, he didn't even at least get a camo can and try to conceal no, himself. No, this was like the 25 ounce Budweiser, um, Dale Earnhardt on the can. Swag, shit. swag. And so he's sitting there drinking it. I pull out my flask. I give him a little cheers. Oh, yeah. Start, start hitting it. And I end up falling asleep during the graduation. Nice. I'm a little drunk. Uh, but I wake up cause before uh, my sister graduates. And uh, we're looking around because evidently her uh, boyfriend 
is in the crowd. Her, him and dad had feud over about some rent payments. and um, So he didn't drive there with y'all. It was no. your parents and your grandma. So he went separate and he didn't stand with y'all or anything. So you know there's beef. There's tension in the air. Yeah, I, I, dad and him are, uh, are, are on the edge. And they're about to break everything I say. <laughs> oh, see, that's a Linkin Park callback. That's why we're some of the best in the business anyway. So uh, that's why Chef Pringles is cooking it up with that Linkin Park. Um, so we, we can't tell if it's, if it's her boyfriend up top there. Uh, you know, it's a long way away. He's, he's from some reason sat in like the tallest or the highest seat up there. I mean, like if that's not the most attention grab, non-attention grab I've ever seen, like how's <laughs> that an attention grab by sitting because, far away? Because look, if you don't want to be seen or you just want to kind of like, you know, not stand out, that's not where you do it. You don't go as far away cause that's standing out. He yeah, just but, gotta, you just got to mingle in the crowd and just be that random dude that's just fucking there and no one knows who he is. They're not going to question that guy. Oh, They're questioning the guy that's way up fucking Okay, top. so the guy in the rafters, is he by himself? Oh, by himself? There's no one oh, okay, fucking see like that, 30 see that, rows near him. Yeah, see, that makes more sense. I was figuring this is a packed auditorium. No, so this dude went out. Oh, yeah, this guy's like he's lonely on island. island up yeah, there. Lonely island. He's out there, and he's not Samberg. He's he might be a Yorma, he might not nah, scratch that. He's not even a Yorma. He's an Akiva. All right, all right. So you see him. He's my, far away, but yeah, he's a my, tiny guy. But he's by him fucking self. Mom, mom's like, is it him? Is it not? I, I didn't think it was him. But anyway, so Danielle gets up there, and she's going across the stage and they call her name. And you know, every now, you had people in there were cheering certain people, and you know. I, I was just looking up there to see if this dude was going to react. <laughs> that indicating fuck. So see, you know, uh, see if I was right, if it's not him. And then when she gets up there, the dude's got his camera out like he's going to try to zoom in and take a picture. <laughs> so so I don't cheer. Up. I don't cheer. And, <laughs> and mom, like, claps a little bit. Grandma doesn't know what's going on by this time. Oh, great. And then, um, and then dad... I think collapse too, but there's not much noise for her. And she fucking lets us know about it at dinner. Later. <laughs> she needed a cheering section for fucking walking across an aisle. Everybody else had loud cheers. <laughs> so if my Twitter followers were there, oh, they I was, would have well, that's me. one of the things I was looking for. I, I, I told mom before she came up there, I was like, mom, if you be really silent, we might hear some, some Danielle Twitter followers or boyfriends in the, in the crowd there. And we'll see, we'll see what's up. And, of course, Mom said, you better fucking cheer, and I didn't. So, I got you, Mom. Oh, what a badass. Fuck yeah. Rebel without a cause. So. Let's hope we go platinum on this one. Uh, so, we leave We leave uh, P-Mac. Uh, Dad and Grandma leave a little early after Danielle walked across the stage uh, because Grandma needs a little head start. We leave. Now, we tell Danielle to meet us near uh, the Mike the Tiger, which is the LSU mascot. Um uh, habitat it's kind of right outside the pmac uh kind of close to the tiger stadium and she starts bitching because for some reason she can't get there <laughs> and and look she went to school there so there's no excuse anyway she finally shows up so her and mom start taking pictures but the whole time she's just bitching about she was late she was sweating she had to rush in there and her feet hurt and she was just in a bad mood Okay, so we're about to go to a nice family dinner. Jubin's is a great restaurant. We're going to go hit up some Jubin's. So we get to Jubin's, 
and we're worried about the seating arrangement because we don't want Dad and Dylan to sit next to each other or across the table in eye contact. You yeah. want them kind of catty corner. And yeah, something. you want you don't want them you know that close to each other. So we get in there and they call. We had a reservation, so they call a table. So uh, Mom kind of was just where we were standing when she was in the front to where we were going. So Mom goes, I'm right Showed behind. Party her. of six. Uh, and. Uh, Danielle's kind of behind me, so we, we go. Somehow, Grandma starts following the wrong people and goes somewhere <laughs> else in the restaurant. Oh, baby. So, so Dad, Dad's following her. Uh, Dylan, I think, is following Dad. So this is just like a wrong turn blind. without without douche coup in this bitch. It's one blind person. It's Mr. Magoo going off a cliff, a person going to save that, and another Magoo following that person thinking they're going in the right spot. So we go sit, at the, sit down at the table, and... I kind of sit down and I, I'm, you know, I got a seat between me and Danielle and there's a seat between me and mom. So we're, we're thinking dad sit next to me. Grandma sits next to me. And then Dylan's a, kind of across. Yeah. Well, and I tell mom, cause mom's talking about moving seats. I'm like, mom, you, no, you're, you're good. Just don't let dad and Dylan sit next to each other. <laughs> so I get up to go try to find dad. Cause we don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> So I leave and I go out to the front of the restaurant. I can't see him. I go out. Little did I ever expect that they'd be walking around the back of the restaurant trying to follow somebody that's not fucking us. So then I see through the window that they got back to the table. So I go in and all of a sudden mom's sitting in the seat next to me and dad's sitting next to her. And then Dylan and dad are sitting next to each other. So at the end of one side of the table. So it's all fucking for naught. And. Now there's just, you know, there's tension and Dylan, Dylan can feel it. So Dylan doesn't really talk much during this. And that's rare for him because normally he's blabbing his mouth about shit he thinks he knows. Oh, he, he knows a lot. <laughs> so, so, um, we get, we get to, uh, we, you know, we order dinner and stuff. We get a bottle of wine. Uh, Danielle wants a red and white wine for whatever reason, dual wheel together. A no, rose. No, she had it. She had it separate. So. She starts, uh, she starts on the white wine, and then she's red wine. And anyway, the food's coming, and we're getting appetizers and that kind of thing. And we basically get to a point where Danielle's filling her wine glass again and again, and the bottle's gone. Well, you don't get that many glasses of wine out of a bottle when you're at the restaurant. You get about six because they don't really fill them that high. So she drank uh, three, and me, dad, and mom drank one. So if you can do the math there. So she's, uh, she's getting a little head start. So I think dad's a little aggravated by this. <laughs> and Danielle's asking for, if we're going to get another bottle. Dad says, no, we're not We're not doing that. We're not here to just get plastered. Oh, and, come on, and, Butch. You know, she had driven, so... so oh, okay, that's, that's smart. So, so dad's just looking out for her. And um, we, uh, we're, we're kind of talking, and then she's bitching about she wants some wine, like go, uh, going over the top about it. And I think Grandma is just done with this. She doesn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> she just wants everybody to shut up. So Dad actually hadn't hadn't liked the wine that much. So he's got he's got a, almost a full glass left, and he he kind of Mom's immediately to his left. So instead of just sliding it kind of like close in between them, he kind of puts it out closer to the middle of the table on the other side of her wine glass, where of course Grandma can reach it. <laughs> so Grandma decides that. He, she thinks that dad's offering this wine to Danielle because Danielle's been bitching about wine. So she goes and grabs it. Now, my grandma's over 80. and <laughs> You she, don't know your grandma's exact age? Uh, I think it's 82. 
And then she grabs it and she starts sliding it across the table. Well, sometimes the tables have little divides in them or things like that. So she hits one of these. The wine tilts towards my sister. And it was like slow motion because I was watching it. And then Grandma kind of corrects it because she still got kind of hand on the bottom. Yeah. And just spills it right back all over my ass. <laughs> like so, so full she, glass of fucking. So wine. it was like an arm wrestling match where someone was a little ahead and then the other person just overcompensates and just flings it. Yes. To the other end. Yes. Catapulted right on your fucking ass. I had a white shirt on, <laughs> fucking all over the sun, bitch. Looking like a real wino. My immediate reaction, I look at Dad and say, "What the." fuck? Fuck, why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> You're blaming him instead of your old what? grandma. She's old. She yeah, did. she gets a pass. I he put he put this wine glass where no one should have put it. <laughs> like I thought it was going to like grandma or Danielle or something. No like, man's I land. didn't think it was going to mom at all. Oh uh, who the fuck would th- who the who fuck was it going to? It's like fuck dead. So I'm sitting there and we're kind of arguing about it. And then Danielle pipes in and blames it on dad. Now dad sees a target. And now it's her. You <laughs> wanted more wine. You were bitching about more wine. Grandma was just trying to get you more wine. If you wouldn't have done that, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't happen. He's seeing red. Red and, wine. And here comes the first words out of Dylan's mouth tonight. Well, you know, uh Teddy uh Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> back in uh back in the day decided that uh one of his big mottos was he didn't try to find cause. And he didn't try to dwell on what happened in the past. He dealt with the moment and moved forward with the moment and did not think about what just happened. <laughs> this is the moment, you little twat. <laughs> so so I'm thinking, okay, so basically dad, you know, there's some engineers at the table, me and my father. And dad said, well, you know, you always have to find root cause or you're going to repeat again. You always got to find root cause <laughs> or repeat it again. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm pretty drunk. I've been drinking a lot of whiskey. And and I still got the flask in my my shirt pocket. I've been sneaking it. That boy holding. And and Dylan comes back with, you know, he's he's gonna argue this. He's saying, well, Teddy Roosevelt, he's a great president. I mean, look where he was. He's president of the U.S. He's got to be smart for something. <laughs> and at the in between this argument, Danielle's another glass of wine arrives that she had ordered, and she and puts it down. Well, of course, Dylan's to her left. Dad's kind of catty corner across from her. And uh, as the argument's going, and I'm trying to tell Dylan, no, this ain't worth it. <laughs> Danielle spills the wine all over fucking Dylan. She does it on her own, or does Dylan hit her? No, she fucking, she just spilt it. Oh, Jesus. And she wasn't trying to make a point or doing anything funny. She just spilt it. And Dad loved this. He said, see what happens when you don't find cause? Things repeat themselves. <laughs> Dylan's got wine on him. Man. Oh, the, man. Butch fucking owned his ass the big ta- time. The tablecloth at this point is basically, it's like a big circle table. It's com- almost Three quarters red. Your, t- your table's at fucking tampon. Oh, we're a fucking shit show. I'm embarrassed to be sitting here. There's nice LSU grads around here. There's, you know, some good looking ladies. And I got wine all over my shirt. Our table's all red. And we're just looking like some buffoons. <laughs> Y'all looking like some damn morans. That's some bullshit, man. I, 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 you know, I just frustrated. I got wine all over me. So I'm, I'm already not kind of happy. So, Killing your buzz, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we're we're basically the meal is over now. Like everybody's finished eating. No one wants dessert. Everybody wants to get the fuck out of here. We got wine. We've just been arguing. Not a good kumbaya family dinner. 
And Danielle says, oh, I want dessert. Oh, God. Not because she's Not because she's hungry. It's because dad's paying, and it's her graduation, and she's entitled for some dessert. That's right, Danielle. I said that. So if you're listening, we'll find out. Um, What kind of dessert? It was a pecan pie Ugh. with, uh, like, praline ice cream or something. If you're going out for dessert, do something that you can't just fucking, eh, I don't know. So they come out with the dessert, and they bring a bunch of spoons. And I, I, at this point, as soon as the dessert comes out, and she orders another glass of wine to replace the one she spilled, of oh, course. Oh, God. Once you spill, you shouldn't be able to get it. Well, I mean, one. she didn't spill the whole thing. There was still a little left, and she pounded it and then ordered another one. Dad was not happy about that one and said that Baton Rouge has a proven history of arresting people that had DUIs. And uh, that wasn't taken very well on, at the table. Um, so she... Uh, she uh she gets her dessert and I just get up and leave. I go to the bathroom and take a piss. I got I could put my suit jacket on so of course I did, the red wine isn't as visible. So I walk outside and I'm just you know waiting to waiting to go. Danielle ends up walking to Uncle Earl's, which is right next to the thing, uh, because she doesn't want to go home. It's her graduation night. She wants to party. Woohoo, party girls, <laughs> blonde sisters. Um. So she goes to Uncle Earl's with uh, Dylan, and they're there till about 1 a.m. where they've both kind of been drinking. Evidently, they get into a fight, classic, and she bites him. Where? On, on the elbow. Ugh. You know, you know, she probably said, oh, you got bad elbows, dude, and just bit him because she didn't like it. I don't know. Anyway, she bites him on the elbow and drives back to my house. He drives to their apartment in New Orleans. Well, we're moving them the ne- we're moving Danielle the next day. So, she gets home and we and I guess probably about 2 o'clock, go to go to sleep, everything, wake up at about 8 o'clock in the morning, we're driving to New Orleans to go move them. Um so we get there and Dylan's sleeping. And nothing's packed. My sister's the worst move. We counted. I've moved her like seven to eight times now. Yeah, Never dude. been packed. Never fucking does much helping. But not this time. This time she's helping. Oh. She's ready to get the fuck out of here. She's ready to get out of Dodge. Yeah. So we're uh, we're we're moving. And, you know, if you're ever moving, it's fucking loud, man. It's just fucking loud. And all of a sudden, I... Hey, where's where the fuck's Dylan? It's like a shotgun. It's like a shotgun layout, but it's on like a second floor. It's kind of thing. It's not that big, and there's not a lot of doors. So you, every every little pot and pan you fucking scrape together, you're here and everything, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and of course the kitchen's in the back. The bedroom's kind of in the middle, and the living room's in front. So we're like they're packing the kitchen. We're moving the shit out of the front. So this this He's getting it on two fronts. This fucking it's loud. And what is he doing? Just fucking sleeping. Or pretending to sleep because he's mad that he got bit. All right, he might have a legitimate concern there. And um, how much of this stuff is his? None of it's his, right? It's all her there's. Shit. It's most of Danielle's. He's got like a, the bed, and a desk, a dresser, and like maybe some clothes. So we're moving it all out, and I found a selfie stick. And if you haven't seen the video, it's quite good. I liked it. It's my first time with a selfie stick. Actually, they're a lot of fun. Um, so. He just sleeps the whole time, and we finally finish the move, and, and, and we get in the car, and we're about to drive away, and Dad looks up, and he goes, Harley, now look at that son of a bitch. And Dylan's sitting on the balcony. Oh, my God. Elbows on the, on the uh, I want to call it a banister, but that doesn't seem right. The railing of the, the railing. balcony. And he's got his 
his head on top on top of his hands and just staring out like it's a romantic comedy and they're they're just driving away forever. So this he he had never gotten up the entire fucking time. No, zero. Hasn't said two words. Just a did he say bye to Danielle at all? No. Oh my god. Oh, maybe maybe because she, she gave him a key, so he might have said something. And but then yeah, and then he's just watching go by. This guy not not doing good. And you know they had they had been fighting. So I mean it might just been he thinking he's going to pay back or playing like the sorrow card or trying to get hand, but. It didn't work. Dad was not impressed. You got to help your, your girlfriend move. You can't be, like, fucking laying in bed like a goddamn waste of life. The only hand he got was going to be one of Butch's backhands. Oh, shit. All get right. Him, get him, Butch. So that that's about that story. Um, Milos, play us out with some fucking beats. Some fire. Thanks, Milos. Great beats. Thank you, Milos. So I go catch a flight after my Tinder date real early in the morning. Me, my dad, my sister, go on the flight, go to my cousin's wedding, meet up with my uh, my dad and uh, his uncle and, and their kids, and, and they have kids now too, so it was good to see all the little kids and stuff. I got peed on by my little uh, fake niece. I don't know what you would call your cousin's oh. kids. Fake niece, so the female peed on you. Congratulations. Yeah. Probably the first time that's ever happened. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah. So we did that. Saw their chickens. The little little three year old picks up chickens one hand handed and hands them hands them to my dad. My dad and my uncle are telling all these old college stories. We actually run Butch. and we also run into one of my dad and his brother's old college friends on the way back, skipping ahead. And they're in the airport in front of all these people going back and forth or all their uh, getting kicked out of the dorm stories and all their shit they used to do. Like uh, this one set of dorms threw out somebody's furniture from eight floors up and just landed on the uh, thing. They used to go bowling with glass beer bottles and bowling balls down their hallway. They used to stick rolls of pennies in between the door jam and spray fucking like baking powder underneath the underneath the thing like these dudes are fucking nuts and this sounds like a lot more fun than we had in college definitely i'm just sitting here listening to all these stories all these strangers are like jesus like what the fuck these guys are fucking animals but the story that this guy told of what my uncle and some of his friends did was one of the most fucked up things i heard in a while back when this dude was a freshman my uncle and I guess a couple of their guys lived in the same dorm room as this guy named Stewie. Stewie was a blind student. And one day when Stewie went to go to class, they went in his room and rearranged all of his fucking furniture. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they rearranged a blind guy's furniture. That's fucked up. Another time they also convinced this blind guy that the school newspaper had somehow gotten a pic of him beating off in his room <laughs> and published it. And everyone was like, oh, Stewie saw your paper in the, saw your picture in the paper and all that shit. And he's like, that was just one time or something. I was like, God, you guys are fucking animals. That was before my dad was in college. So he was, he was claiming all these other hijinks he did, but he was pawning that one off of my uncle. And then the, uh, all right. So the next day go to the wedding, uh, and, I start drinking pretty heavy there, start chopping up with a couple people. It's pretty fun. 
this this one hot girl who was on our shuttle to the bus. Apparently, she had. I didn't know this at the time, but I was like, that chick's pretty hot. She's kind of an older lady, uh, probably somewhere in her 30s. And apparently my mom had told me a story at the Kentucky Derby party I went with her the other weekend that some part of this girl's bachelor bachelorette party for my cousin, one of the chicks who had like a husband or a boyfriend or something at the time ended up like fucking one of the strippers or some dude they went out and met with. And it was kind of a thing because i think one of my cousins told like whoever like told somebody you know broke bachelor bachelorette party code and was like yeah so and so and so and so didn't fucking come home well it turns out one this old chick was one of them so that was pretty interesting so i continue to get hammered and i take the shuttle there these two buses leave my parents and my sister i guess are on the first one and i was like taking a tour of this mansion that every everybody in the bridal party stayed at and uh, so I get on the second shuttle, and that's, like, really the last thing I remember. Apparently, the next morning when I wake up, my parents say that I was knocking on the adjoining hotel room at the worst Western hotel. I was knocking on the uh, hotel room. My parents were, like, trying to shush me, like, calm down, calm down. Don't don't, don't knock on those people's door. And apparently, I was giving my mom this face, like, no, no, I got this. I know them. Like, I, I got this handled. And apparently... Somebody opens the door in the other end, and I disappear into the hotel room with these people. And I'm in there for a while. My dad thinks, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lock Al out. So he locks their side of the door. And I guess I'm in there for a few minutes, and I knock on the other, uh, I knock on the door, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to give them one of these brownies. Because apparently I walked in there with a brownie for, that my cousins had given us the other day. So I walk in with a brownie. I go give them a brownie. I'm in there a little bit more. Who are these people? I have no fucking clue. Apparently, my mom says I keep asking, hey, you going to the party upstairs later? I don't know of any party upstairs. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of this. And uh, and I was, and apparently, like, I didn't. They were like, why don't you stay in there tonight? And I was giving them the face, like, nah, these chicks ain't, ain't good or oh, whatever. Oh, they were chicks. Yeah, well... Apparently, later in the night, my mom says she heard that chick getting rammed. <laughs> By who? Heard sex noises coming from the room. I don't know. A dude, two chicks, one room? I don't know if it was. T- I don't really know okay. who was in that room. It could have been anybody. From what my parents sounded like, it was at least one chick. How do you chick. know you weren't the one ramming? Because apparently I was snoring the whole, and I was sharing the hotel room with my parents. So, uh, you know, it wasn't me. But you caught me in the shower. I, they caught me snoring while this chick was getting rammed. And I heard her the next day, too, in the morning before we left for breakfast getting rammed, too. So I was pretty entertaining. Sounds like you should have stayed in that room. Could have tagged team. Sounds like that was a long time of ram. She probably could use the fresh dick. Yikes. So we get kicked out of the hotel room on Sunday morning and go to this bar. And the bars, it's 11 a.m. and it's this bar that's on the water. There's a decent amount of people in there, but you know, pretty sparsely populated. I give them to put on the Man City game, but uh, while they're flipping through the channels, they uh, they just like Craig, they they did at Raul's with me and Craig. They put on a fucking porno title. Let me look up what the name of the fucking porn was. But they put up. It wasn't Succubus again. No, it was it was uh. It was something MILF. Or was it... Wasn't it like Big Black Dicks or whatever the, the lady in uh, Raul's was trying to put on? Yeah. Big Black Dicks 6. She put on 60-year-old MILF sucking screw on God, the TV. who the 
fuck is old enough to be at home to get off on that that actually is competent enough to order it? Like, what 60 to 70-year-old guy knows how to order porn on DirecTV? I'd be surprised. Yeah, so that happens, and then uh, I'm just kind of chilling there, hydrating for the next day, drinking a couple waters, and all of a sudden these, like, two old ladies come sit to the left of me and my dad. And the bars, there's open seats aplenty in this fucking bar. But what he didn't tell you is those are the two ladies from the adjoining hotel room back for some more. They may have well could have been and just were fucking with me. But what happens is they sit next to me. I, I don't think anything of it. One of the chicks gets talkative with the bartender, like, guessing the guy's age, saying, oh, you're, you guys are just cute as shit. I got a son that's 24 and 21, and they're just whatever, whatever. talking. And I hear him talking, and then I see this blonde lady who looks around their age from across the bar and she's like standing up waving, standing up waving, trying to get their attention. So I see her doing this. So I make eye contact with her and I point like you trying to talk to them. And she goes, yeah, get them. I go, I, I tap her like, Hey, they're uh, trying to talk to you. And they start cracking up. Apparently that blonde lady and the guy over there had dared the lady who was sitting next to me to come up and twist my mustache because the guy from a, the guy and the girl who were sitting with them That's good. over there across the bar, they were like, hey, you see that? That guy's mustache is uneven over there. So if you haven't seen me in a while, the left side of my mustache goes up a little and sometimes the right one's just pointing down. So it looks kind of stupid. And everyone has been telling me this all sort of weekend. Like, hey, fix your mustache or your mustache is uneven or whatever. So this guy bets this chick to come over and and twist my mustache for the random amount of nine dollars. And and we just start laughing about it. My dad's like, what'd they say? He wants to get filled in because he, you know. And he can't hear shit. Your dad's awful at that. Exactly. So I'm like, well, you're going to do it? She's like, wait, you let me touch your mustache? I'm like, oh, go. we're at a bar at 11 a.m. You we're lose not- the bet once you fucking explain it before you do it. Well, apparently not. So I go, yeah. I wouldn't have paid. So, yeah, well, they had already given her the money. Who gets it? They don't know how to bet. They're old people getting hammered at a bar at 11. So that's why I tell her, I go, we're at a bar at 11 a.m. Like, we're not uptight. Easy money. Go for it. You know, I just, I just give me a cut. Just give me a dollar of the $9 or whatever. She goes, oh, no, you can have the whole thing. So she twists my mustache. My dad sees this happening. He goes, we got to take a picture of this. So I get a picture of it. This lady t- laughing, twisting my mustache, and I'm holding up the $9. She gave me all the money. Give me the money, Lebowski. Yeah, so my cousins start coming in one by one because it's one of my cousin's husband's uh, birthday, and they're all coming to the same bar to, you know, drink and just see us before we're we're going out. And I start chopping it up with them, and then I go back and buy this old lady a drink with some of the money she got me and talk to them for a little bit, and that was pretty interesting. That's pretty funny. So that's the end of that one. Sounds like you made an old lady's day. Hey and and nine dollars. <laughs> hey Milos, play us out with some funky, funky beats. We would like to shout out our boy J Bone ninety one on Twitter. That's J with two Y's. Bone like you think it's spelled. The newest follower of the Talking Small podcast. We, d- we discovered this guy, and we'll get into it more. But you'll see, J-Bone was just out there in the world. We found him. He's going to be on an upcoming episode. He works nights. He's kind of hard to get. Very popular on Twitter. Getting a lot of retweets from very famous people. 
And uh, we'll have our boy, J-Bone, if you want to do a little research on him, at J-Bone, 2Wise91 on Twitter. Yeah, tweet at us with, uh, you know, J-Bone questions or something like that, because you know J-Bone's going to bring it on his first ever appearance on the Talking Small podcast. All right. Well, this is a great episode. Uh, I'm going on vacation starting tomorrow. I'm excited. Oh, shit, yeah. And uh, I think we're out. Guys, stay drunk. Milos, play us out with some beats, beats, beats.